This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, April 10th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Doing okay. Yeah? Just okay? Well, I am the king of the podcast, so... Matt is the king of the podcast. I tweeted about this. We were on our home run hunt for the first one, and Matt picked it up the other day yep. off of Matt Joyce in Texas. Yep. Definitely hit a three-run homer. Uh, 1% on two. That's a, that's a good one. That's a jackpot for you. It is. So I tip my hat. Congratulations to Matt, king of the podcast, for picking up our first home run, for sure. Uh, other than that, Picking these hitters has still been pretty hard. I'm I'm still waiting to see when we're going to get our, our first stolen base. We're still waiting on that. That's that's tricky. That's I'm, tricky. Return. I think I've I think I've got it this in the next four days. I think I've I've, I've got a guy who's going to get it. Okay. Yeah, I looked a little bit of that too, but that is definitely part of the strategy that we are learning on the fly as we figure things out uh, for this show. This weekend went okay for us. I had Stephen Wright, who was okay, and then the game got away from a little bit. Uh, I had Robert Gesellman. We both had Robert Gesellman, who right. started ugly and kind of got the ship together. Seven strikeouts in five innings. We could use that. You had Josh Tomlin, who also started okay and then had it get away from him. Yeah, you really did. It was it was rough to watch. Not in the way I anticipated. Didn't give up that homer that I was waiting for. Uh, instead, just kind of gave up some runs. And then we both have Clayton Richard, but we are recording on Sunday afternoon, so we don't know how Clayton Richard's going to do. Uh, that's the scariest pick for us this weekend. So Really? I think, I don't know about that. Oh, it's scary to me. Uh, it could go badly, but th- that'll be fun. I'm sure we'll tweet about how it goes, but this show from the past, talking to people in the future on Monday, uh, hope that that went well for Clayton Richard. And then, yeah, hitter-wise, you had that home run. Congrats to you. Other than that, nothing big. We both picked against Bronson Arroyo and didn't get much out of that. Mm-hmm. Yasiel Puig went in 0 for 3 for me. Uh, yeah. So, um, Matt, you got anything before we get into our picks for this upcoming week? You tossed a bucket of ice water and poor Yasiel Puig. Oh, apparently. Yeah. He, he was in the lineup, was doing fine. But this, again, this sort of thing's going to drive us nuts. Just yeah. trying to focus on how one guy does on one particular day is yes. much less predictive than the pitching. But Especially with some of the yeah, some of some of the picture making, but my heart grew like ten sizes when I saw Matt Joyce hit that home run. I was really happy with that. Yeah, you nailed it and you deserved that. We also talked about in the last show trying to iron out our selection rules for the hitters thing, and we have come to a conclusion. We're going to compromise on once a month per guy. So, you know, you can't pick Matt Joyce again until May basically. And so that allows us to still offer the picks we like without just picking the same guy over and over, you know, banging the drum on this guy's underrated, keep picking him. We want to have a bit of a variety in the show. So once a month is a, is a good medium for us. So that's our artificial rule for us is every month it resets and we can go back to new slate of guys. So, okay. Uh, Matt, let's go ahead and get to these picks. Start okay. with Monday. Monday was tough. I broke down all of the ownership rates, and there's literally only five guys that come in at 50% owned or less, at least when I checked last night. I think we're both picking the same guy, though. Probably. Uh, Brandon Finnegan is 50% owned. Mm. I kind of like Brandon Finnegan, but the Pirates lineup that he's facing is all right-handed. All of it. Just about all of it. And he's left-handed. That's just a bad matchup for him. But I would consider Brandon Finnegan in the right situation. This is just not it. 
Alex Wood gets the Cubs. Alex Wood is a little interesting. Not in Wrigley. No thanks. Trevor Cahill goes to Colorado. No way. Tyler Chatwood gets the Padres at home in Coors. I kind of like Tyler Chatwood, but he has been much better away from Coors. And as much as the Padres cannot pitch, they can hit a little bit. So Tyler Chatwood's an option. But are you going Charlie Morton in Seattle with me? Yes, I am. (sighs) It's not... It's my favorite of the day because you just heard the other four options that are literally the only (laughs) options. He just faced Seattle at home in his first start. He went six innings, two runs, four Ks. But uh, I keep signing Jeff Sullivan, a hero of Fangraphs, because he's a great writer you should be reading all the time. He is in on Charlie Morton, and it has to do with increased velocity. Late last season, he increased his velocity. The Astros were in. They they bought on him. They signed him in the offseason, and... He's throwing, most people are throwing harder, but he's also throwing harder. And yeah, as long as he can stay healthy, which should be doable in a, you know, daily DFS type style like we're doing. The team he just did okay against, it's a good bullpen. I mean, he has to go up against the mighty James Paxton, and that might be tough for him. But yeah, what are you thinking here for Charlie Morton? Honestly, um... Similar thought process, but the only difference is that I, I've I've got a buddy who works in the Astros organization, mm-hmm. and he's been championing Charlie Morton for a while. Like, yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's a completely he's a completely different guy. You're not going to believe what you see. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll you know because before he was like you know you know the the the, the ground ball guy who would just get ground ball after mm-hmm. ground ball. Apparently now he's added you know some swing and miss to his to his repertoire, which yep, he's got to be he's got to be thirty years old by now. He's not young, yeah. It's uh, an increased velocity, which you can find. And yeah, the Astros believe in him. And we've had that attitude sometimes is if the team believes in him, we can. I gave Charlie Morton a few too many years. He's 34. Oh, boy. He's 34. But yeah. Either, you know, but apparently he's, he's like reworked his delivery and, and found some more velocity, you know, even at 34. And it's and he's always been hurt. And if he's not hurt, when he's always been hurt before, you know, you're not investing in him season long. We no. just want him to do okay on Monday. Correct. So. This is, uh, of the bunch, I like Charlie Martin. So, yeah, I would consider Chatwood, but he's much better away from course. So. Agreed. Yeah. Matt, for hitters on Monday, I had three games I looked at, and it's kind of from the selection, too. It's kind of <laughs> nice. It's kind of nice when we prep, because we get all the lesser-owned guys, which means, in theory, we get the worst pitchers, so we can look at them, too. So, if you want to pick against Alex Wood, the problem with picking any Cubs is they're all super-owned. It's a good lineup top to bottom, so finding an underused guy in there is tough. Uh, I like Ben Zobris getting a lefty. He's 89% owned. He mashes lefties as well, real well. They bat him clean up. I'm, I'm fine with Zobris against Alex Wood there. If you want to look for a Coors guy, you want to go a Padre. I mentioned him the other day, didn't use him. Ryan Schimpf getting Tyler Chatwood. Ryan Schimpf walked like four times against the Giants the other day, which is nuts. Uh, I think that might be a Giants problem more than a than a Ryan. Giants Schimpf. are a mess right now. Yeah, they are, especially on the mound. Yes. So Ryan Schimpf getting Tyler Chatwood, only thirty three percent owned. Hopefully, you know, one of those curveballs doesn't curve and gets on, and Chatwood doesn't like pitching there. You went on Ryan Schimpf in Colorado. I, I'm okay with the pick, but it's not on my list. All right, my first pick. I'm going from bottom to top. Who I think I'm going is still in that game. So, so wait, wait, wait. So, so this is your A pick or your C pick? This is my A pick. Okay, okay. I consider Zobrist. I consider Schimpf. But the one I'm actually picking, I'm going to pick a Rocky. And oh, unlike no. the unlike the Cubs, 
there are a few guys that are not super owned there, even though they're totally fantasyable. I got Gerardo Parra. Do you have Gerardo oh, Parra with me? Oh, to the to, to the gut, you crushed yeah. me, dude. The it's because he's twenty percent owned. Why? Why would he be twenty percent owned? He's gonna bat in that lineup. They're using him. He's left-handed. It's Trevor Cahill. I think the Padres bullpen's okay, but it. There's a thing with these bullpens that have some few good arms in them is that even though they might be good at the end, if the starter blows up and they're losing and they're behind, they're not going to bring in all their bullpen aces and you might get the back of that bullpen, which is much nicer. Yes, it is. Uh, Para, he can hit, he can run, he's totally serviceable. He gets the Padres in course, 20%. I'm sorry, Matt. I stole Gerardo Parra from you. <sighs> I, I should have known. I should have known you would have been in on that. All right. Again, twenty percent is just way too low, right? No, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. Actually, that was one of my favorite picks of the week. But I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna go with. The, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make switch part of my C pick. My just in case. And okay. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Logan Morrison versus Michael Pineda my A. Okay. You're just looking for that home run that Michael Pineda always gets up. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Morrison, he's been getting in the lineup just about every day. You know, it's lefty on righty, which is where you want to be. And it's not only that, it's a lefty in New Yankee. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's a bad time for Pineda. It's kind of the Tomlin thing that I was wrong on. It's like, there will be at least one home run given up, right? At least, yeah. Especially at home. Yeah. So, I'm fine with that. And Morrison has the power to do it, despite his other flaws. Yeah. Accurate. Who, who are you thinking is another option? Uh, my my B pick is I'm, I'm gonna uh, take on Jared Eikhoff. I'm gonna use Adam Lynn. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Two percent owned. Right oh, I'm sorry, and Lomo is only at eight percent owned. So ah, there you go. That's good. So anything on Lynn other than just picking on Eikhoff in that Philly spin? It's lefty on righty. Eikhoff has shown you know it, he, he struggled a bit against lefties. I think he has an OPS against over well over 800 for his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lind is he's essentially there to mash on on righties. So and honestly, the Phillies bullpen doesn't scare me off. They've got a few nice pieces at the end with you know Nuris and Gianmar, but mm-hmm. I'm, not ter- I'm not terrified of them at all. Yeah, what a percentage was Lindo owned again? Two, two percent. That's good. That's worth looking at for sure. I like that. But you and I are going to cores. Okay, Matt. On Tuesday there were actually more options, which is nice, uh, as opposed to Monday that was pretty limited. You have a B pick for for Monday. My B pick, it would be uh, Para first, then Schimpf, then Zobrist. Okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, okay. So looking at pitchers on Tuesday, Dylan Bundy's back. He got the bump. He's up to 55% owned. Oh, no that, that's do. the end of Dylan Bundy for a while. Yeah. Well, until he gets pounded in Boston, because yeah. I was not going to go near that. No. Anyway, that would go badly for him. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of so-so guys. Ariel Miranda is a, like, by definition, fifth starter for the Mariners. He's kind of competent, but nobody here should be excited about. And the Astros are going to beat him up. Uh, do you like Joe Musgrove going to Seattle? Does that interest you at all? It, it interests me, but he's got a bit of a home road split, which I don't know if I buy anyway. But interesting. An option, right? I think he is an option, yeah. Yeah, he's an option. Tyler Skaggs gets Texas. He's an interesting guy, former top prospect who's been bad lately and been hurt. I want to see it before I buy it, but I'm at least noting him. Dan Straley, now of the Marlins, is at home against the Braves. Are you thinking about that? Yeah, I would consider it against the Braves. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, the rebuilding Braves, who aren't that bad, but aren't scary. On the flip side, big fat Bartolo Colon, 24% owned, going to Miami. Had a good first start. You know, he had a bunch of strikeouts on the first start. I don't know that I'm, you know, anticipating that again. Mm. 
it's just by definition the safe boring pick would but you know if you're not trying to blow things up that's an option right clone going to miami i would think so yeah i don't see why not yeah until he proves that he's done and he has not been done yet there you go uh as for more interesting picks I got two more on my list. Antonio Senzatella is starting for Colorado at home. It's a prospect. He's interesting, but I I don't know. His first start out, he went to Milwaukee and looked real good, but that first starting core is, is kind of scary, right? Yes. I don't have any I don't want any part of that, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be his second major league start and I feel like Rockies pitchers can do it. It's possible, but I need like quite a bit of it proven before I start buying in, really. Mm. And some of those guys have my attention. It's possible if you want a real dark horse, you can do Sensatella. But again, the Padres aren't as much of a pushover offense right now as you'd think, and it's coarse. So if you want to be sneaky, go ahead and pass. Are you taking Lance Lynn with me, Matt? 49% on Lance Lynn. Is he only at 49? Yeah. Yeah. That's like I think this Lance Lynn train is going to leave us pretty soon as people realize, why is he not picked up? He was fine in his first start. I had Joe Musgrove penciled in. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, also, I had Willie Peralta kind of penciled in as a guy I'm curious about. Just cause he, in Toronto, though? In Toronto without E5 anymore. That's true. They're less scary, but a it's lot, still Toronto. Uh, you know, with you know, a 36-year-old Jose Bautista and, and no E5? Yeah, they're less scary. That's a lot I less agree. scary to me, yeah. Willie Peralta might be scarier to me. Uh, you can do it. He's worth attention. But well, I, I think he, he tapped out at like 98 in his first start, which is yeah. unreal. It wouldn't like, blow me away if you finally put it together. But yeah. I don't know. For me, Lance Lynn is a 200 strikeout guy when he's healthy. And in theory, he's healthy. Theory is ready to go. And he's 49% owned. I think this is my last chance to get on that train. He's going to Washington, which is definitely a lineup with talent in it. It's not a pushover lineup at all. But I'm going to go ahead and just trust who I think should be a 90% owned starter by the end of the month in Lance Lynn. So. You know what? I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to roll with Bartolo Colon. I think I'm going to play it safe. I don't blame you at all. That is a safe pick, and there is no shame in no, that. It's Miami. You're not scared of Miami at all, right? No, I'm not. No, you shouldn't be. Okay. Matt, hitters on Tuesday. What are you thinking here on Tuesday? I'm going A to C with, with the pick that I have most faith in versus okay. the, to the pick that I have, you know, not, not as, you know, is my fill-in guys. Mm-hmm. We've got Arizona taking on San Francisco. Yeah. Jeff Samarja on the mound. Jeremy Hazelbaker, lefty, at 0%. Won't stop getting on base. Will not stop getting on base. Something like reached in his first eight this year, right? I think that's, I think that's accurate, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm, I'm going to roll with Hazel Baker at 0% owned against Jeff Samarja as my A pick. Okay. Yeah. If he is that hot and Jeff Samarja is whatever in the Giants' bullpen, it's been such a nightmare. Yes, it has. Uh, even when they spend, yeah. even when they like spend money and like bring guys in, it's still awful. Yeah. Hazel Baker, 0% owned. I think that's totally a, a defensible thing. Mm. Uh, my B pick for the day, the Twins taking on Detroit and Matt Boyd. Okay. Yeah, Matt Boyd, who got blown up real bad last time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've read, I've read some stuff. You know, I've, I've read a few pieces that people think he, he's going to put it together and be like, you know, a competent starting pitcher. I'm not seeing it at all. Right. I mean, first career, he's got a five eight five ERA, one four four WHIP. No, thank you. It's, it's okay to pick on him now for sure. So you want a lefty masher? He's left-handed, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm not going to go with a masher. I'm going to go with a competent guy. Okay. I think Eduardo Escobar sneaks in there, and he's at 2% owned. 
That's a pretty good one. I like that sneaky one. Yeah. And he can hit lefties, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a switch hitter. You know, going to line up against Boyd as a righty. And he's, he's, he actually prefers lefties to righties, believe it or not. He's, he's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And like the Giants pen, maybe more so, Detroit bullpen, not intimidating you at all, right? No. <laughs> I, it's That's like they, they've done, like done the opposite of everybody else. Everybody else is adding like these ridiculous power arms. They've got like you know Fr- you know Fernando Rodriguez in, in his age you know eighty seven season. Yeah, yeah. K Rod is whatever, so it should be fine. Yep. You know, he's probably, he's probably gonna be, he's to be closing games until he's fifty, but uh, sure, why not? He's gonna be facing Ichiro in twenty twenty five or whatever. <laughs> All right, so you got a zero percent owned and a two percent owned. Matt, who's your third pick? Okay, just in, just in case my zero percent and my two percent don't slide in there, I'm going to go with yeah. uh, Tyler Nakin against James Shields. Okay, why not? Just because it's James Shields. Uh, lefty on righty, Shields mm-hmm. has struggled a bit more. He struggled with everybody in the past year or so, but especially mm-hmm. lefties. Yeah, that's my thought process there. And you know, Nakin. What, what percent owned is he? Uh, fourteen. That's still too low for Isn't that it? guy. He's better than that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I looked at two matchups that I want to get in on. I want to pick on Clay Buckles, I think, because why not? He's been as bad as you would think he was going to be, and the Phillies bullpen, like we said, is okay. But there's some Mets there. Uh, I looked at Curtis Granison, who's 59% owned, competent. Jay Brutes, 72% owned, is competent. Left-handed guys can hit. But you know who's way under-owned that can do stuff that just hit his first home run the other day? Lucas Duda is 10% owned, and that's just too low for me. Uh, he's way down there because he was hurt last year. He missed half the year because of back stuff, and now he's back. And I get why people are less interested at first, but kind of the Lance Lynn thing. If he's back and he's healthy, it's good to go. That's a guy that can hit easily 20-some home runs. Like, that was a first base one of the power. So him getting clay buckles in Philadelphia at 10%. I want Lucas Duda for sure. And the other game I'm looking at, I'm going to pick on this Rockies guy just as a wild card, even though he looked good in his first start. Now he has to face a team in cores. The Padres I'm at least looking at are younger v. Solarte at 36%. They're batting him clean up and nothing special, but he's competent enough to beat up on guys in cores, I feel like. And Hunter Renfro is still only 60% owned. I've mentioned him. That needs to go up. He's better than that. That's real power. So... I also looked at Travis Jankowski, talking about trying to get that first stolen base, and he really doesn't do anything but that. Pretty and much. if I'm going to Coors, I want a guy that I'm at least trying to get some power out of, I think. So I'm thinking about Jankowski at times, but in Coors, I'm trying to get a guy that can actually hit for extra bases. So uh, you can consider him, but I want Solarte or Renfro. So my order is going to go like Duda, Solarte, Renfro, okay. but I'm like Mets and I like Padres uh, is the point. And pick up Duda, too low. All right, let's get to Wednesday, Matt. What a bunch of options on Wednesday too? Were they for, for pitchers? Not like a bunch of good ones, but guys to at least look at. <laughs> I had to think about it a little bit. Yeah, they're guys to look at and shake your head because you want no part of them. That's <laughs> yeah. Blake Snell's going to the Yankees. I like Blake Snell. He's forty percent owned. I don't like him in Yankee Stadium. No. So, interesting yes. guy, bad matchup. Zach Wheeler's back. His opening day didn't go that great for him. Uh, but he gets the Phillies. He's only 23% owned. I like him a little bit better against the Phillies, but I'm still waiting and seeing on him. My boy Stephen Wright is still eligible. 
he gets Baltimore. No, thanks. That's it's pretty volatile, but I could see it going okay. But that lineup kind of scares me. It's a knuckleball. Who knows? Tom Kohler gets the Braves at home. That's just the most Field of Streams pick ever, every time. We've been making that pick for, like, what, four years now? He's going to go six innings, allow two or three runs, and strike out four or five, and have a whip of, like, 1.4. It'll be very whatever, but very serviceable. You can do it if you need to do it. Okay. Uh, similarly, Mike Leake's going to Washington. He's only 13% owned. Snooze. It's fine. You can do it if you want. How about Kyle Freeland at home against the Padres? He looked real good in his first start against the Dodgers. Now against the Padres. I'm, again, at least interested, but I need much more of a track record before believing into these Rockies guys. But he was good the first time out, so I gotta at least start to pay attention. For me, I think it might be like three starts, and then in the fourth start, I'm in. But, yeah, keeping an eye on it. And then getting the guys you can actually pick. Matt... Amir Garrett was pretty good on that first start. We were talking about how he's kind of a prospect and Akimbo is good. Now he gets the Pirates, who I'm not really scared of, especially in Pittsburgh. It's only been one start, but are you at least considering Amir Garrett in, in Pittsburgh? His first start was against... Okay. Did you see the line he put up? Yeah, he threw like six scoreless. Six scoreless, two hits. So it, it tells me that everything was finding a glove. Like, everything. He had like six strikeouts? Four, four strikeouts? Four, but close. Okay. Okay. He's a guy, and I'm not scared of the Pirates. I don't know. Great way to describe him. He's a guy. I'm not buying in now. He's not my pick, but kind of like Freeland. You know, this early in this season, you can get rewarded by picking up the next best thing, like, early. Like, last year, if you got Michael Fulmer after, like, two or three starts, like, that changed your season. And I'm not saying that Freeland or Garrett is going to be rookies of the year, but... Every once in a while, every year, one of these guys kind of sticks uh, unexpectedly. So if you grab them after their second start, instead of wait till after their fourth start when they're not available, mm. I don't know, worth a flyer if you have the roster room. Grab them, see if they stick, and if they don't, toss them back. So, they're not my Field of Streams pick, but I just, I just, just want to say one more thing about Garrett, if you don't mind. So you've got left-handed Amir Garrett going up against the right-handed Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, that's true. That's part of why he did not want Brandon Finnegan there. Mm. I'll give you that. It's not a great start for him. So a case of, of do as I say, not as I do, or do as I do, as I do not as I say. <laughs> I'm not picking him. I'm, I said I'm watching him. He's not my all pick. Right, all right, all right. He is a box score to check on Wednesday. Okay. Oh, how did Amir Garrett do? Is he? I, I want to see. But I'm not I'm putting his line on my spreadsheet. Okay. But I'm watching. I'm thinking about a, it. Do you have a pick? I have a pick. Yes, I do have a pick. Uh, last few guys. Jason Hamill gets Oakland. Interesting. Mike okay. Fires goes to Seattle. Okay. Uh, I do want Andrew Triggs again. I liked Andrew Triggs the first time around, and he wasn't as good as I hoped he would be, or as I think he can be. Now he's going to Kansas City, and you put up a bunch of points in the first week just picking whatever Twins guys get in Kansas Pretty City. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm taking a pitcher I actually like. He's 12% owned. He's going to Kansas City. I think this is a good matchup for him. Andrew Triggs is is interesting. More interesting than Charlie Morton. So, yeah, uh, I'm in on Andrew Triggs. Matt, did I name your pick anywhere in there? I'm not going to lie, I wasn't listening to what you said. Until, until, you, said, until you said Amir Garrett. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I kid, I kid. I, listen, I, I hang on your every word, and you know that. You, you need more to do. But who are you looking at? To me, it came down to two veterans that have, have come up a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. The first one is 
opposite Andrew Triggs is Jason Hamill at 25% owned. Yeah. And the other is pitching opposite AJ Griffin and Jesse Chavez. Okay. Yeah, I saw him. I skipped over him, but... <laughs> now, I, I'm probably the, one of the biggest Jesse Chavez fans in, in the world just because his his profile pictures just crack me up. I was going to say, how much was this related to that old profile picture with the mustache? Um, he still, it's, it's still, he changes the hat every season, but it's still essentially the same profile picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. And he's competent. He's been competent. He's also the pride of Riverside Community College. There you go. Did you go to Riverside? Uh, no, but I live there. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, and you're just not scared of the the Rangers. You see, that's the thing. They've got they've got a few lefty. Ma- they got Rugnet Odor, who's surprisingly doing well to the shock mm-hmm. of me. They've got a few other competent lefties in that lineup that that kind of scare me. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from Jesse Chavez. I'm, I'm gonna and we're, we're gonna go head to head. I'm taking Jason Hamill against. Oklahoma. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm totally fine with that, just because, what, the A's aren't very scary at all, right? In, in Oakland, you're, you're worried about Steven Vogt, Yonder Alonso, and Matt Joyce. Oh, oh no, yeah. i got to cope against Matt Joyce. Now I'm worried. Yeah. Jason Hamill can handle, you know, most of the righties that they have. I think that's a fine pick, for mm-hmm. sure. Cool. We get our first duel of the year. Yes. The, the Triggs versus Hamill Field of Streams showdown. Mark your calendar for Wednesday the 12th. Cannot wait for be a good one. All right. So my pick's on Wednesday. My C pick, I'm going to okay. build up okay, to my okay. A. That's fair, that's fair. I want to take a page from the King of the Podcast book and pick a lefty against AJ Griffin. The problem is that he gets the Angels, and they are all right-handed. Pretty much, Basically yes. all right-handed. Um, actually, Which means if you're a crazy person, you could consider AJ Griffin in Anaheim, but why would you? Um, the only left-handed bat they have is Cole Calhoun. He's very competent. That's not accurate. 86%. They also have Danny Espinosa, who's a switch hitter. That's there's one other guy that is my pick. Danny Espinosa prefers lefties, and I wrote down Cole Calhoun, who's eighty six percent owned. I don't feel great about it. <laughs> pick. Matt, who else are you thinking about that I'm missing from that Angels lineup? I'm like, I don't think they have another left handed bat. I yes, yes, they do. They absolutely do. AJ Griffin, in fact, right handed. Mm-hmm. Hates lefties. Can, can, cannot handle lefties. They yeah. have they have a guy at two percent owned. Yes. By the name of Ben Revere. Ben Revere is left-handed, and he is on that bench. If he gets in there, I'm into that, for sure. So that's where I think my first stolen base is coming from. Ben Revere versus AJ Griffin. All right. I like it. He's your A pick, which is a good way to do it, because he might not make it in, which is fine, because you got some other picks. Oh, yeah. I've got a few favorites. All right. So I had Cole Calhoun as my third pick, but lefties against AJ Griffin. We'll be doing that all year. That's a thing. Hmm. Next up, this brings a tear to my eye. I'm going to pick against our boy Chase Anderson because he is going to Toronto. And we love Chase Anderson, but his problem had always been homers. And as homers went up around the league, they went really up for him. Yes. It's been a problem. It's not going to Toronto. Matt, your boy Devin Travis leading off for the Blue Jays is only 59% owned. That's way too low. I know you know that's too low. He has pop. Not much of a split for Chase Anderson. You can beat him up with righties. Devin Travis will do just fine there. And he's the leadoff guy. So even if it's not a home run, there are points to be had there. So 59% owned, too low for me for Devin Travis. Mm-hmm. But my guy, criminally under-owned, we, uh, I mentioned him in our bold predictions piece. If I want to get on Ubaldo Jimenez in Fenway, 
the best under-owned Red Sox bat oh, just no. to get in on the stack right now. Mitch Moreland, 8%. Yep. Man, he's left-handed. He'll get Obaldo. I'm not saying I love Mitch Moreland. I realize his many flaws, but he's going to be in the heart of the Red Sox order against Ubaldo in Fenway. He's 8%. That price tag, as we, you know, set our artificial price tags and Yahoo ownership percentage. Uh, Mitch Moreland, for me, 8% is my A pick on Wednesday, for sure. So, Matt, you started with Ben Revere versus Texas. Who are your backup picks? Actually, Moreland's my B pick. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. And my C pick at one percent owned. Mm-hmm. There is a catcher, left hand, left handed guy catcher. Uh, he's got Matt Kane. Okay, sure. Why would you not pick against Matt Kane? I'm, I'm, I've got Chris Herman at one percent owned against Matt Kane as my C pick. Oh boy, I like that. That is that is diving deep, but again, it's uh, it's Matt Kane and the Giants bullpen. So Correct. yeah, is that the extent of the thought processes? Also, you know, Chris Herman's really, really good against right-handed pitching, especially right-handed pitchers who give up fly balls. Yeah. So I hesitate a little bit just because it's in San Francisco, but Matt Cain's bad enough. It'll be okay. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. So on to Thursday, our last day that we're covering on this show. Mm -hmm. On Thursday, I had four guys that I thought were interesting Okay. uh, that you could think about. I thought about Brett Anderson getting his old team in the Dodgers. Are you thinking about that at all? Brett Anderson getting his old team. Yeah. He was fine that first day out. I know we were worried about it, but he looked just, he looked okay. I, th- actually, I think it's kind of a rough matchup for him, believe it or not. Yeah, it is. He had a rough matchup last time and he was fine, but I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at it. Jimmy Nelson gets the Reds. Jimmy Nelson doesn't have to get the Cubs for once. He actually gets the Reds. Uh, he did fine against the Cubs last time. Are you thinking about Jimmy Nelson in Cincinnati? Not. No, actually, I've, I've got a couple picks against him. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd, I'd consider Jimmy Nelson. Eight strikeouts in six innings in his debut against the Cubs. Always thinking about him. Our boy Robert Gesellman is back. He's going to Miami. I think that's totally fine, even though he wasn't lights out before. I'm still a believer for now, and I think Miami's going to be going to be fine. So it's, it's a rematch for him, actually. He just faced Miami at home. Uh, I'll take him again. I think he can do better. And then uh, I think for my pick, I'm going to take your boy, Josh Tomlin, getting the White Sox. I mean, if you could take him in the desert, you got to take him at home against the White Sox, right? Have you seen this White Sox offense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It needs to come with a warning label. It says, caution may contain baseball-like substance. <laughs> That's basically true. Yeah. So is that your way of saying you're totally fine with that pick? Yes. You, you Honestly, you, you could probably pick just about anybody who's under 50% owned against the White Sox and probably come out ahead. Yeah. And Josh Tomlin's comp- competent. You know, my concern, again, is the home run. I'd think a little bit more if we're in Chicago, but it's in Cleveland. I'm not worried about him. He'll be okay. Uh, I also noticed Hyunjin Ryu is eligible still, too, but he's going to Wrigley. No thanks. Not yet. Still keeping an eye on him, but no thanks. Uh, Matt, did you have anybody else that was at least interesting to you? Uh, Bronson Arroyo making his second start. Bronson Arroyo survived his first start. Oh. He survived. He's still around. He went four innings, six runs in his first start. But he's he's still pitching. He's he's back to go again. Yeah. Uh, and the Reds bullpen. So, are, are you with me on Tomlin? Is that just a must-do pick? I'm going to roll with Giselman again. Okay, I'm fine with that, too. I'm, I'm not going to give up on him, especially over here. He, he was, you know, he he started off a little bit rough, but he was, his line, his, his line wasn't wasn't disgusting. 
He's talented. He's definitely talented. He could be okay there. So he mostly gave up a big fat home run to Marcelo Zuna, I think. And if he can avoid that, he'll be okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Anybody else interesting to you on Thursday? Not really, right? I th- we, we you ran through everybody that I was I, I was going to talk about. You don't want Phil Hughes. You don't want Jordan Zimmerman. You don't want Ricky Nolasco, Really, Miguel Gonzalez gets Cleveland. Whatever. Yeah, I, I think Gesellman, Tomlin. I'm interested in Jimmy Nelson, but yeah, Miguel Gonzalez is essentially like American League Tom Kohler. Yeah, you know what? I like that. That might be exactly right. And then Matt, who are you looking at for your hitters for uh, for Thursday? I'm going to go A to C. Okay. Uh, speak, speaking of Jimmy Nelson, he's on the road in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He struck, tends to struggle against lefties, and they've got a, and Cincinnati's a lefty outfielder at four percent owned that I'm kind of interested in. Okay. That's Scott Shebler. Scott Shebler, you do like Scott Shebler. I do. Did you say four percent owned? Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm fine with that. Just the lefty on righty weakness for Nelson. I can see that. Yeah, pretty much, and Shebler does well against righties, so there you go. Yeah. Okay. Who else are you looking at? My B pick. We've got Raul Alcantara versus Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has a has a few left-handed left-handed bats are kind of in- interesting to me. One of them being Brandon Moss. Okay, yeah, that's some power. If he, you know, twenty percent owned, twenty percent for Brandon Moss. That's not too bad for no, sure. I didn't think so. Okay, you just don't really believe in Alcantara. Not really, no. Okay, and then who else are you looking at? And la- lastly, my, my C pick, and this, this is more of like a dartboard pick. Sadly, uh-huh. yeah, Brunson Royal against the Milwaukee Brewers. Sure. And well, you know the Brewers don't have a ton of lefty lefty bats that can give them you know they can give them a hard time. Uh, they did just pick up Nick Franklin, and he did homer in his first game. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna toss Nick Franklin out there because I think Craig Council likes likes to tinker with that lineup. Um, he he's been playing Hernan Perez all over the place. Now he has Nick Franklin who can play all over the place. Yes. So, and it's in Cincinnati, and it's Arroyo in the red bullpen. You can accurate. say any name there, and I'm into that. Yeah. So for sure. and Nick Franklin, obviously, one percent owned. Oh, it's good. It's a bargain. It's going to be cheap in whatever format you're in. It's not very popular. I'm into that. I like those picks. Matt, I am taking a New York Met in Miami against Wei Yan Chen. Wei Yan okay. Chen is totally capable, but Wei Yan Chen is left-handed and is therefore a little weak to righties. And for me, the big, big lefty masher in that Mets lineup is Wilmer Flores. Wilmer Flores is a kind of a utility guy. He's a middle infielder. But I could pull up the stats for you. Take my word for it. Mashes lefties. It's always beat up on lefties. Big, big splits. He'll get in there. He'll get way in Chen. He's only 5% owned. OPS, like, well over 800 against lefties in his career. So I'm just hoping for that matchup there. I think it's a Wilmer Flores day. He'll sneak in. If he doesn't sneak in, I'm also picking on the Reds. I'm not going as cheap in Nick Franklin. But, Matt, where do you lie on Eric Thames? What are you thinking here? He's 58% owned, so there's actually a little bit of a price tag. I, I, I did take a look at him. I saw that 58%. I thought that was just, like, way too high. I mean, when you can get Brandon Moss for, for 20%. Sure. I mean. But in, in a vacuum, are you a believer in Mr. Thames? Oh, yeah. I, I think he can hit, yeah. Yeah. My, my only concern with him is playing time. I don't know if. You know how, how much they want. You know how much they believe in Jesus Aguilar, mm-hmm. if at all. Yeah, but if, if Thames gets in there, that power is real. He just needs to connect, and I think that he can do that with Arroyo in the Reds bullpen. He might be one of those hitters that'll be good against bad pitching and worthless against good pitching. But I'm taking him in Cincinnati. And then my C pick, my zero percent, my adding a third name in a third game. I want somebody against Phil Hughes in Detroit. 
I went for a Detroit hitter that was left-handed and under-owned. Tyler Collins has been playing in kind of a platoon, and I just want to get that fly ball off of Phil Hughes. Tyler Collins is hitting okay so far, and again, platoon, nothing that special, but I could see some runs against the Twins in that bullpen and everything. So, yeah, I'm taking Tyler Collins just as a 0% cheap guy. He's my backup. So, Matt, you got anything else on Thursday before we get out of here? Not really, no. Did you see anything interesting the first week? Uh, I mean, Madison Bumgarner hits like crazy. I think we already knew that. that was That's insane. a thing. That's back. Yeah, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot like that. I've been looking so much at these individual matchups. Fair enough. No, I, I I found myself, you know, you're watching a lot of the West Coast games at night. Mm-hmm. Like if there's like a 9 o'clock start and it's like 10 o'clock in Chicago, mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, toss it on for a few innings and just kind of relax. It's been... It's, yeah. it's, it's been just nice to have back in my life. It really has. Yeah. You watch the West Coast games and you go, oh, Mike Trout's really good. Yeah. Wow. Did you know that Mike Trout's still really good? Imagine that. Yeah. He had a insane 14 pitch at bat against Felix Hernandez. I heard about that. And, and Felix got, got the better of him, didn't he? Yeah. And then Mike Trout homered later. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Also wanted to talk about, uh, we talked about this a few times a season. Might as well bring it up early now. Okay. Go check out our iTunes feed, which is the best place to leave comments and reviews and stuff. If you're into that, we've been getting a lot of positive comments on our posts at Fangraphs, which is awesome. And of course you guys are interacting with us on Twitter, which is one of the most fun parts of this show. Mm. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Matt's on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. We like to talk about baseball and DFS and just shenanigans, whatever. Feel free to tweet at us. We we respond. Like yeah. to hear what you think about the show. But yeah, we get iTunes reviews sometimes, and those can be really fun, and that's a good way to grow the show. So if you want to go write something there, hopefully it's positive. If it's not positive, hopefully it's constructive. But we appreciate the reviews. Have have, have you looked at the iTunes page recently? I have not. Do you mind if I do, you mind if I do it right now? I, I looked the other day. The difference is that. I think I look online because I don't have iTunes itself installed. Correct. I do have iTunes. So you get a different view of it, which is how it works. When I looked, we had some of our good uh, notes from last year, but I didn't see anything new. That is a fun thing we like to do on the show every once in a while. If you leave a review, we will probably read it on the show. There's also that. Actually, we're about to. Here, give me two seconds. If you want to read Hi Mom, shout out on the Field of Streams iTunes review page, we will we will read that on the air. We we're we'll do that. We're at that level. Oh yeah. Oh, we've got eleven reviews we got here. See if there's anything new. I think a lot of them. I don't know if any of them are new. We just came out of hibernation, to be fair. No, the last one no, it's been a while, but Yeah. We got we got one four oh that guy that gave us the four star review from last year. I don't know, it, yeah. it seemed like we got a bunch of reviews like all around like the same time, which is odd. But yeah, I don't know how that bump happens. Who knows where those formulas are doing? But anyway, if you feel like it, if you're an iTunes listener, you can head over to iTunes, find the Field of Streams feed, uh, leave us a note if you feel like it. If you feel uh, like other it. than that, if you feel like it, other than that, the best way to support the show and Fangraphs, we don't have a sponsor, but you can go become a Fangraphs member for twenty bucks a month. That supports the whole site. Helps keep, you know, shows like us 
and shows like Effectively Wild and Paul Spohr and Eno and Jason over there at Sleeper in the Bust and Carson Sestouli at Fangraphs Audio and our buddy Brad not doing podcasts, but he's writing DFS stuff with the Daily Grind every day and all the other Fangraphs content you dig. Uh, if you want to be a member and support that, that's great. And for 50 bucks a month, you can get rid of the ads as well. And that is also just a great way to keep Fangraphs free and all this content coming. So we appreciate that. Matt, anything else before we rolling out of here for this week? I, I bought a baseball glove today. You bought a baseball glove? Yeah, I had to. So what? To take the games? No, stop it. <laughs> yeah, you you know you know me, the <laughs> the ultimate ball hawk. No, my my company has a softball team, and I had to go out and buy a glove because I cannot. Oh. Honestly, I've had the same glove since I was seven, and for the life of me, I cannot find it anywhere in my apartment. Oh boy! So you're gonna play company softball? I'm going to. Yeah, I honestly I could not tell you where it is, and that really yeah. really bugs me. Um. I know I own a glove, and I don't know where it is, but I'm right there with you. Oh, the, the other thing we wanted to mention, you, you know how occasionally we give guys nicknames here? Like last year, you know, Brand, Brandon Drury became Brandon the Fury Drury. Yes. Among others. You know, we've, we've had a few nicknames for, for, for uh, you know, we called Rick Porcel Porky. Yes. Honestly, I, you know, I, I think I came to the realization that every baseball player should have an MMA nickname. Yes. You started to list them to me, for sure. There's a lot of baseball players. I was, yeah, there are, but honestly, there's there's a lot of MMA fighters, and they all have a nickname. Yeah, like ranging from you know like silly to you know reasonably intimidating if you have to fight someone. You tried to give me one for Josh Tomlin, and I told you that Josh Tomlin is not intimidating. It was Josh the Terminator Tomlin. Yeah, he's not a Terminator. I'm sorry, he's talented, but doesn't instill fear in that way. You know, like, and if if anyone's name ends in A K E, they're they're automatically the snake. Yes, absolutely. You know, Blake the Snake Trinan and Jake the Snake Lamb. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the favorite one that I came up with was, was Shelby Hot Sauce Miller. I'm gonna allow that one. That one I thought was fine. <laughs> I thought that one. Was All right, fine. I, I vetoed uh, the Terminator, but I'll take I'll take Shelby Miller on that one. That's good. Francisco Two Guns Lindor. This is gonna be a running theme of us throughout the year, and I'm into that. There's, there's way too many guys named Pitbull. Yeah. I, I, I refuse to believe that, that some of these names are, like, actual nicknames. Like, for example, did you know that Ron Waterman was nicknamed H2O? <laughs> I didn't, but that, that one kind of explains itself. Yeah. There's a guy named you know, Dennis Cedeno who calls himself the Pink Panther. Steve Montgomery, the, the Creepy Weasel. Whatever. The Creepy Weasel. Yes. Uh, Keith Barish, Shebang Bang is his nickname. Whatever. That's, oh, boy. This sounds more like WWE than MMA. Ron Stallings. The, Ron the Choir Boy Stallings. No, thank you. We're going to find ways to adopt these to MLB players, for sure. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Mitch the Danger Zone Clark. <laughs> I'm okay with that one. That one I'll allow. If you somehow are named Mitch Clark and need to spruce that up a little bit. This isn't even a nickname. Corey Anderson calls himself Beaston258. There's probably a story to it, and I assume it's bad. Oh, no, no. There's, there's no it's like, it, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm one more than 24-7. The comment here, Beaston258 sounds like an awful MSN messenger name a 14-year-old boy came, with, came up with in 2002 and is utterly ashamed of today. I would believe that. Which MLB player would that be, do you think? Beaston258. It, it's Josh Donaldson, right? No, I, I'm thinking it's Chris Young. Tall Chris Young or outfielder Chris Young? Outfielder Chris Young. All right. Well, we're going to keep that running throughout the year. That's that's our new thing, for sure. <laughs> Coming, giving guys bad MMA nicknames. I like it. 
I'm into it. All right, we'll save those for you every week. That should do it for us today. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Matt's on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We want to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Friday. Good luck with your picks, and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.